I was just about to say. Now, I was just about to say, you don't want to talk about professional. Now you are like a full blown voice actor now. Yes, I've been so, paid. That makes me professional instead that, of just amateur. That is awesome. And you got your booth and your happening equipment. We're we're like yeah. almost legit over here. So uh, it's it's actually fairly effective. I, I yeah. finished setting it up yesterday. Mm-hmm. Basically, I, I bought the PVC pipes pre-cut, and that was um, in a second. That so, was the uh, expensive part, getting them pre-cut. Okay. But, uh, I no longer have a van, so in order to get the PVC pipes here, even though I could get them from uh, Home Depot, mm-hmm. uh, they they only sold them in either two foot length or ten. <laughs> and um, they're you know uh, my that won't fit into my car. You don't have like a sawzall or. They didn't have saws there to cut it for you to bring oh, back. That's what I'm saying. You don't have like a saw, sawzall or something or a saw you can cut your PVC with or stick it out the window? I bought one. Uh, so, okay. no, I, I didn't have one there. All right. Uh, and uh, I wasn't about to start practicing on it in the parking lot. Aha. Uh-huh. I got gotcha. you. Uh, so uh, what I did was I ordered them pre-ordered from uh, vocalboothtogo.com. <laughs> Hopefully uh, one of our sponsors coming up. Absolutely. And um <laughs> Uh, and they, they charge you for it, but you save so much time by buying it all pre-cut because there's uh, all these joiners and uh, yeah. the, you know, the, the elbow um, connectors and the trifecta protect uh, connectors and things. And yeah. So. Well, it's, it's this pretty is, awesome. This is a large one, too. Pretty awesome little little booth you got going on now. The acoustics, I'm sure, are great. Like I'm, I'm in a, a corner in my basement. Where I keep my well, comics and my uh that's where I was two days ago. Yeah, and I'm still in the same corner in the same basement. It's just now it's a little more um evenly muffled. Yeah, now it's legit, now it's professional. Yeah. So uh so. so thanks I for listening. Recording. Yeah. Thanks for listening, Cube Nerds. Thanks for, for sticking with us because it's our first episode in like two years, probably. We haven't even seen uh, each other. Yes. Right. May of twenty nineteen, I think, was yep. the last episode. So you I'll are you are Scott, the know-it-all employee. I'm Mike, the yes. model employee. No more secrecy and all that kind of crap. It's a different day and age. I have a podcast. That's true. That's it. I will um, And uh... <laughs> yeah, I'll try to tone uh, it down so a little. We're only missing um, uh, one of our uh, uh, corners of the triangle. Yeah, the casual employee. The, uh, yes. Yeah, Bert, who wants really no part of Bert. All this. All this well, Bert has a family to look after and time with them um, over time with uh, our myriads of listeners. He also doesn't understand why he's so interesting. Well, that's what like, uh, I had no, I didn't plan this at all. It was 8.15, I'm pretty sure, when my kids fell asleep and my wife ended up falling asleep. She's awake now, though, I think. But I was like, look, I'm going to call Scott. Everybody's asleep. My daughter's asleep right next door because she'd be crying if we, you know. When over. my kids were the age of yours, um, that's where I got my free time. Yeah. My kids would fall asleep and my wife would fall asleep getting them to sleep. It's and tough. They'd fall asleep in a pile. And that's when I used to play computer games. Yeah. Once they got older and stopped um, uh, whatever they were doing, you know, they were able to be up a little bit later and they like uh, had to do homework. Mm-hmm. Like, dad's playing games i i stopped right there and i'm like uh-uh i'm not going to be that dad i don't want to be the guy who's playing games while their kids are trying to do the homework instead of yeah. helping them with the homework and yeah, i it, haven't really returned to games since then i could have it's been a um, real long time since i've played a game. i uh yeah my, my xbox 360 was the last thing i was playing 
But I'm hooked on my phone. I play Call of Duty on my phone. Like, constantly. <laughs> I'm addicted to it. It's bad news. But, um, but I mean, like, it's tough because, like, at night I'm shot. You know, yeah. I'm like, I should be writing or, like, you know, doing this or editing podcasts, whatever. I, I'm so tired. Like, I could, I could be right behind him. Nine o'clock at night and they're asleep. I could be right behind him. I could throw on lock and key and then fall asleep halfway through the first episode. That's exactly what yeah. time you get up. Are you still working remote? Oh, yeah. Yes. So, uh, one thing we should uh, remind our uh, viewers is that uh, we're just still into the era after the pandemic. We're sort of tailing off. Uh, yeah. So to speak. Last time um, you listened and... to us, we were uh, we were talking and we were complaining about the office. And then right. we are in a post-COVID world where pff, who goes to the office anymore? Well, uh, our former company we used to work for, they're reeling them all back in yeah, and starting to penalize people who aren't. And they're they giving actually... them extensions through the end of the year. And um, But after that, you could see, you know, big corporate brother coming down and wanting to keep a closer eye on what's going on. Which is huge because my company, productivity was was high while we were home. So they had no problem with folks working from home. I'm pretty sure they still don't. They're in no rush to get people back to the office, even though they have opened up the office and some people are happy to be back, but they very much uh, were in no rush to get people back. It's okay if folks work from home, as long as your productivity is up, it's okay. Plus we've got employees all over the place. However, the other company, they're losing people. Somebody just joined my company who worked there and said that after they were, after they were renewing leases, I had to get out of there. It was just so disrespectful to employees, and they just felt so hurt that the company. By leases, so you mean um, their uh, like contractor status? I guess. I guess re- no. I guess renewing leases on the buildings that they had. Oh, the, the real estate. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yep. Um, the building we first worked at is no longer an ADP building. Oh, really? That's correct. Oh. It's gone. <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, <laughs> so. But yeah, that's and that's, right. I've that's, mentioned the company. Well, it doesn't matter. But well, let's um, not let's, let's glance over it. Yeah. <laughs> the, um. I mean, but but again, but again, that's the company we used to work for. But, that's true. Yeah, but that that affected a lot of people. Seeing the company react that way, and yes. so yeah, so they lost a lot of people that way. And while while other companies were were laying people off, my company was hiring because we were, got lucky and we were in a very big growing. I saw phase. that, and, and I saw that they're still growing. That's how you got. I even be. have seen former. Uh, uh, people that we used to work with coming on board that I didn't even know about. So yeah. it's uh, kind of interesting to see that happening. I mean, it goes across the board, like with other, with anything, with restaurants, with any companies during COVID, you've got to adapt. All the restaurants. So you're not it. seeing it at your company. I know uh, some people are calling this the great resignation where people have afforded just enough money and uh, I guess peace of mind in order to reevaluate where they're going forward in life and, you know, leaving a job that hasn't treated them very well, or that they've been um, uh, wondering if they still wanted to work at or not. Not at my uh, company. Not, um, I have not, not seen a lot company. of folks leave. I mean, I understand it because you've got all this time and free time to do your own thing and make something out of it, which is what I try to do, but I do not see a lot of people leaving. I definitely do not. So that's a good thing as far as the company goes. But, yes. uh, but yeah, as far as, yeah, I mean, I, I haven't seen a lot of people leave. People are, are happy. It's a great company to work for. It's a very progressive company, and they treat their employees very well. Um, while okay. I do not like the work I do, I'm kind of sick of it and burnt out, as, as 
par for the course. Uh, I love the company itself. The company is very good to me uh, and good to the employee. Okay. So that's a good thing to have. But now, but like I was saying, now, like even the restaurants by me, when COVID hit, they were doing delivery places that weren't doing delivery, started doing delivery. They were, yes. uh, you could get drinks, you could get cocktails to go. They were doing anything just to really? make more money and adapt, which is what you should have been doing. And my company was no different. People, you know, people needed to work from home. I can do my whole job on my phone, which is ridiculous. All my apps I can do on my phone, Salesforce, all that stuff right through my phone. It's crazy. So I can do my job from anywhere. But, but I you didn't know do Salesforce was, yeah. I wouldn't want to go near Salesforce on my phone. They, they made it that uh, convenient to work on. Oh, absolutely. Wow. You are so not, okay. familiar, you also are not familiar with using cases through Salesforce. The That's correct. Um, we we did use them uh, to some extent in the old company. A little though. bit, yeah. People were pushing. That had been moved in, especially with uh, database creation and mm -hmm. tying that uh, kind of thing in with uh, sales records. Yeah. So, yes. but speaking of that, and speaking of changes and all the things, different things that happened yeah. with COVID, let's uh let's hear about your journey because you've had had one since even just pre pre pandemic to afterwards. You're you're doing yes. something you wanted to do. Well. Um, uh, the pandemic started in 2020, but uh, for me, uh, unfortunately, the, the, it, it started in 2019 is when the, the bad year started. So yeah. before 2020, I was um, laid off from our former company mm -hmm. and um, they laid off everybody in our department from uh, the building we were currently working in. So yeah. it wasn't like anybody singled me out or something. That was pre-COVID. Um, like you just said too, right? Yes, it was pre-COVID. Unbelievable. Uh, before it was the glint in any, um, you know, seriously infected bat's eye, um, so, so to speak. But, uh, you know, so um, I, I hadn't been feeling well. So I was already having a year where it was a bit of a struggle for me to keep working in uh, the cube. But I kept adapting and changing. VoiceOver was something I had just started to get into and hoping to revisit it back at the former company where I was a full-time trainer before. And, you know, they'd gone a different direction with someone else. And I wanted to try to deal myself back into recorded trainings uh, for, you know, new, uh, either new associates who were coming on board or um, clients, you know, external, external clients who might be able to tune in on YouTube or something to uh, like, hey, uh, I, you know, I have a new payroll person or I have a new employee who does X, Y, and Z. Um, I want to show them how to use your product and I don't have time to wait for somebody to schedule a phone call. Isn't there something you can do on, oh, I don't know. It's called the internet. Most people are using it now. What about your company? And yeah, let's adapt like, to the times. Yes, we did. Uh, so we, you know, I, I was able to create um, a product and uh, trainings and have them placed on YouTube with full permission of our former company. I was very pleased with that. And I wanted to uh, continue doing that. So uh, before the layoff, I'd gotten some training and uh, done it professionally with a studio. And then it sort of all went sideways uh, as far as not being very healthy goes. And uh, so in a nutshell, just to cut to the chase, I basically had uh, fatty liver disease and it became cirrhotic. So after the layoff, um, <laughs> I got very sick indeed, and I spent 
uh, about two months in the hospital and got a liver transplant, or or I would have died. You did get and, that. And, uh, yes, I do have a liver transplant. I didn't think we. I don't. Did we know that you had? I know you needed one. Yes, I talked to you from the hospital. However, um, one of the downsides to having major surgery like that is it's hard to think straight. And it took about six months before all the marbles more or less rolled back into place. And I was able to um, start, uh, I don't know, having normal conversations with folks again. So mm -hmm. if you got the impression that I was just sick, um, no, I, I had a liver transplant. Okay. I know. You, I guess we never ran back to it. We probably talked about it and I just forgot because it was, I guess, a little bit. But at last I remember is that you needed one. And I had been yes. wondering, like, how you were, but I guess... I guess did you let the, us the know? doctors had said if I hadn't had a liver made available, I would have died within the next two weeks. Oh my goodness, really? Yeah, it was that bad. It was. Oh that bad. shit! And yeah, it just, just got worse rather quickly. Wow! Um, so I was surprised. You know, I, yeah. I I'd stopped smoking years before, and I stopped drinking that year earlier in the year, and I thought like, oh, well, with all the bad habits cast aside. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, I'll get better now, but I hadn't realized that um, it was as either far gone as it had been or just that there were some other underlying conditions that had yeah. nothing to do with bad habits, just oh, wow. some genetic stuff. And uh, uh, I don't know, without getting into technical details. Yeah. But now, do you, so do you, uh, do you so, have a little FOMO now? A little what? A little fear of missing out? Fear of missing out. Well, well oh yeah, that's, that's a good a way to put it. I hadn't heard that expression before. Yeah, that's what the kids are saying. I, uh, it, it took me a long time. It, they also damaged my vocal cords with the uh, the that uh, thing they stick down your uh, uh, windpipe. Uh -huh. The in that intubate. You, you keep intubate. breathing. Yes. In uh, intubators. Intubator. Intubate. Intubator. Uh, my, my throat got scratched or something happened to my vocal cords when they removed it because I could yeah. barely talk for about eight months uh, and you couldn't hear me and I couldn't also hear anything since my ears were also clogged up. So it made it not much fun in the hospital yeah. when I was well, asked a question I couldn't hear and answered with a voice that they couldn't hear. <laughs> well, thank God it's for text messages because I didn't realize how bad that was as well because that's how we always, that's what, how we've all been chatting. Yeah, absolutely oh. right. So I certainly got more used to using the phone. So that's uh, all. That's all interesting too. Is that now, like I said, your vocal anyway, cords? So over. I've, uh, after I bounced back out of that, um, and got some physical rehab so that I could basically learn to walk again, since I'd lost um, the use of like standing up. I, you'd be surprised how quickly your legs buckle if you lie in bed for like a, a month or so without any exercise. Your legs it. feel fine, but as soon as you put weight on them, it's like and you're yeah. down that you know so that 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 makes it a little bit harder especially uh, when i fell yeah after getting out oh jeez don't mean me uh i tripped on the rug <laughs> wasn't supposed to do that <laughs> i'm I sure i think you're supposed to do that even if you don't have surgery but yeah that, 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 uh, i wouldn't sure. recommend that but so, now so uh, i'm I, I'm still recovering, but um, I'm doing better. It's just there's a, sort of a knife edge that I really can't cross or push uh -huh. myself too hard for. And uh, I had a couple of other scares uh, last year where I went back into the hospital a couple of times. Mm -hmm. But I mean, the silver lining now is, like I said, what that you pulled the trigger on doing something you wanted to do for a long time. 
Yeah. Let's get Thank you. Uh, I did. And so medical stuff aside and all that, that gave me some time to just try this instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always wanted to um, uh, do recorded trainings and things like that. I was good at it at the last job. I still think I'm good at it, even, yeah. you know, uh, showing you stuff, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Uh, although you're faster at technology, I think, than I am. You've eh. always had an edge on me for that. I like it simple. If it's simple, I can I can figure it out. You make it simple, I guess. Uh, so you are good at that. Come on, it takes time. Yeah, no, I, and then other things I kind of make it work. <laughs> like I just did, um, I just made an intro for my other podcast, and it's a probably a thirty second intro. It took me like hours to put together to get the to download the clips and then clip them and then put it together in GarageBand. Shit took shit took me hours to do for it. Which I'm sure people can maybe motor through in much faster of a time, but yeah, with experience, sure. Yeah. But um, if you don't have the experience, you have to put in the time to get it. Yeah, that's what experience is. <laughs> exactly. You, you can't just uh, fake it. Yeah. You know? um, it, you, you're either proficient at it or you're not. But you learn quickly. Anyway, I just uh, uh, I was going to say I digress. Yeah. But it's, it's very cool that, you know, that you're doing that. That was what, man, a late friend of mine, that was something we always thought was so cool was voice acting. And because it's also, there, it's a whole thing. There's a documentary out there for, I think it's, a, I know that voice. Or yes. Something like that. Yeah. Grace LaMarche, I think. Yeah, he's in it. Uh, John DiMaggio, I think, is the guy who. Yes, yes, yes. He's, he's uh, the one who. Uh, uh, it's his documentary. It, I think he might have directed it. Yeah. yeah. And he does the voice of tons of stuff. He's, I think he's been the Futurama. Uh Yeah. From Futurama, he's Finn the Dog from Adventure Time. He's uh, Marcus Phoenix from Game of Thrones. He's just got a badass, gravelly voice. And uh, so seeing that is so interesting um, because, you know, just voice acting and, and listening to, like, I, it's so hard for me because I listen to anything and I'm trying to pinpoint the voice. Like, like Rob Paulson's voice, I can pinpoint from anything. Um, Hello, same Rob. Yeah, same <laughs> for like like watching Rick and Morty, and I can hear like, oh yeah, that's that's Rob Paulson. He's he's the t- one of the townspeople, and it's so uh, it's just always so interesting that the, those only it's just, it's only like a small group of people that do so many voices, and it was super that's interesting. Right. It's such a, a crowded industry too. Um, yeah, that's what you know, it like. If if you go into voice acting hoping to do um like oh I I want to do animation, well, there's a limited amount of roles yeah. that become available for that kind of thing. Yeah, you and everybody you know, else, buddy. Yeah, and you should try it. You know, there are always people who want to like try to break in. And sure, if you put in the time and the effort it takes to do that, mm-hmm. and you're not expecting to get rich quick, yeah, you know, you you can find work. It's just yeah. um, it'll take you. They say when you first start, it's like um, you'll get one job out of every two hundred and fifty tries. Shit. Yeah, and I so noticed it's, it's not easy. I've seen you post pictures of the group that you're a part of. Um, yes. It looks, it looks like a, a lot of younger folks. I'm assuming that's exactly. They're there. all younger than me. And they're all looking to get into animation and video games. No, I mean, uh, you know, the, the surgeries aged me. I'm only 25. Yeah. So that it's, uh, the chops, I don't think, do you any favors in that department. Uh, no. The, yeah, they did get gray on the ends. Um, you're very, uh, I don't know the word for it, uh, continental, maybe. I'm uh, only 39, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but between your your ponytail and your mutton chops uh I'm oh getting, yes i'm getting very thomas jefferson vibes 
Uh, President Thomas McKinley Jefferson died. didn't have the chops, but uh, John okay. Quincy Adams did. There you go. But I'm getting John Quincy go. Adams vibes. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's very cool to to see that. And like I said, you know, you get a lot of people. Would you guys take a trip to to Phoenix? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. So the voiceover group that I'm with, they're called LTM Voiceover. That's uh, Larry, Tom, Mary. It stands for Lindsay, Tyler, and Max, who are the people who run it on a Discord server. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's okay. really very good and very helpful. Gives That's people cool. a chance to go to and uh, every once in a while get a chance to do uh, you know, voiceover workshops with each other or with um, uh, sometimes to do improv together, at least uh, via Zoom. Yeah. And at Phoenix was the first time we got to see everybody in person. You know, That's yeah, I like, like to little, say putting a face to the face. It was like a little retreat, <laughs> which was cool. Yes. Now, now it's funny too. I mean, because now, I mean, here we are. We're you know we're the Cube Nerds podcast. That's why I asked if you wanted to do anything different. Because now you're now you're not a Cube Nerd anymore. I'm not. Although you never know, I might return to be one at some point. You I'm still um, looking to see if I can. You know, uh, I'm not expecting to um, like make a living from this. Um, and being uh, on disability currently, I, I really can't do full time. And I'd be really worried about trying to do full time and not making it. Yeah. Or, you know, somebody hiring me with a false expectation that I won't have a relapse of some kind or that kind of thing. Well, I mean, it's so, helpful and it's something it's like, it's something you enjoy, which is the biggest thing. Yes. And it's a little something because like you said, you, you've got you've gotten a paid gig. So now you can say yep. you're a professional voice actor. And as Perfect. well as a narrator. So I've uh, got an audio book out that I was able to voice. Very cool. Uh, and I think I did a pretty good job with it. I did. I listened to the sample and it was, it was very cool. A little Southern draw on you. It was very interesting. I played it for my wife. <laughs> she was like, wow, he sounds really good. I worked hard on that. I'll bet you I, did. I'm actually recording the, uh, the sequel to it right now. I remember you saying that. That's cool too. And so I, Yes, uh, just did some more last night in our new uh, setup here and uh, came out pretty good. So That's I'm hoping to continue to do that. I'd uh, like to narrate a couple of nonfiction books, too, since you, you can sort of remember that I'm a big history kind of buff. So yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> but most most people that uh, interview with you or with us probably don't mention, you know, drop name John Quincy Adams kind of references. Just yeah, doesn't normally come up in the day to day life. <laughs> And you, even in cubes, it doesn't come up. Yeah, no, that's there, there's always that somebody. <laughs> like at my new job, there's a guy who probably the two of you would have great conversations. He's not so much of a history buff, I think, um, but he's very much in the, the classic cars and just the past and reminiscing and everything like that. I always feel like you guys could have a very good conversation. Bert, oh, Bert thought that too. Um, he was on the show one time we had him and he talked about just his career and everything like that. His name's Joe. Um, he was on an episode okay. that we filmed at the office, and uh, yeah, he had a, he had a lot of interesting stuff to say. He's always you know very, very flamboyant, very puts puts himself together very well. He always had a different pin every day with a story and all that kind of stuff. Like I said, your your, your type of cat definitely somebody you I think uh, could, could get along with. Well, you know, you, you mentioned before that I was uh, one of the older persons that you I looked like one of the older persons. In well, the I said that they were younger. I didn't say and, they were old. Uh, Okay, uh, but <laughs> I just wanted to put it out there that it, it's hard to relate when you keep getting older and they see they seem to keep getting younger. Mm -hmm. So that um, uh, it's 
weird when you just drop references to things, then nobody has any idea what you're talking about. And once you've sort of got accustomed to that, you have to rethink it when 10 years later, you haven't died yet, you're still alive. And your references that you thought were good with the people you now work with are now too old for the next group of people who join. Mm -hmm. And so you have to keep trying to remember that I'm like, my kids, my own kids are now older than, let's say, half of the people who are doing the voice acting group. <laughs> my kids are, and which makes me even like, uh, you know, older than their own parents. Yeah. I, or dropping references like, oh, yeah, I think my, my dad mentioned that once. Well, it's honestly um, not a young person's game. Who are the pros? Well, Who are the pros? Are they yeah, doing it depends what you're, uh, you're doing. I mean, um, even in Cube Nerds, you know, you'd still had uh, seniors there. You remember Mitch? Oh, yeah. Our, our good oh, friend Mitch. Love Mitch. And uh, yes, me too. Uh, and one of the only persons I could talk with who remembered who Dick Cavett is. <laughs> I know who Dick Cavett is. Oh, okay. Well, in the group I'm with now, um, you're, you're older and what? they don't get Dick Cavett. I hate that I'm old. Well, if they've seen Forrest Gump, they know who Dick Cavett is. Forrest Gump? What's that? Forrest Gump is a long time ago now. Oh my God. Really? Now, see, now that's. So if if you're working with somebody who was born in the mid 90s, when did Forrest uh, Gump come out? 94. 90 something. Like, so you're, you're talking about movies that they didn't see because they were less than viewing age. Oh my God. But so what? <laughs> what? I never saw a movie that came out before I was born. Some people don't. That's bonkers. It's, my, it's wife, my, wife, people. my wife can't stand anything that like came out in the 80s and it just looks older. She like, she's like, I can't even watch this. Like, yeah. well, well, some of the stuff from the 80s looks ridiculous. when you. I've been trying to watch Red Dawn. Do you remember Red Dawn? The original one with Kurt Russell? No, Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze, that's right. And I think, I never um, uh, well, I, I was trying to watch it. And as I'm watching it, it just, it's bonkers how ridiculous it is. It's just, um, <laughs> it looks so... Uh, fake yeah that's the word yeah. fake uh, just um although it wasn't a very good movie it was a sort of a cult classic for a while oh, yeah i know it, it ticked off the russians back in the good old days of the cold war i'm sure it's good old days they remade oh, this is what you think of uh, russians you you think oh you, just, you make fun of us you know it's like you, you keep thinking we are going to attack we are yeah. not going to attack oh, you think we us. are but this is why we have to be ready in case americans drop bombs <laughs> or something I, uh, yeah. I, yeah, I never saw it. I know they remade it with uh, Chris Hemsworth, but uh, I haven't seen uh, it. Well, that's the other thing. Is like, we need to talk about that sometime, about what's going to happen with movies or films. Because as as, um, we're in flux right now, and this pandemic has just fast-forwarded what was already occurring, which was... Um, everything moving to streaming. Everybody, everything moving to streaming and movies um, don't last in theaters the way they used to. Yeah. So I know now that there's the older you get, not the older you get, but it's uh, the further back you go. If you look at box office records and things, um, you forget anchor movies that would be around in the theaters for almost a year. Yeah. Now you're lucky if you get a month. Yeah. Well, they got to hurry up and get it to a home release so they can keep making more money. Well, even so, you still have to have something in the theater, or the while well, the theater goes out of business. Well, you're talking about are you talking about the days of like where there was only like a couple of reels and it got passed around from theater to theater to theater? 
Uh, I'm more talking about just um, like, okay, uh, Avatar just came out. My goodness, it's going to stay in the movie theaters for you know months. And uh, it's it's there for a bit of time because it's, you know, it's like, oh, look, gimmicks. It's, it's that's an IMAX 3D. Yeah, that and was cool. like, ooh. He kept, and, and they, they kept trying to put it like, on the theater so they could keep making more money. <laughs> it would leave theaters and they go, oh, let's put it back in theaters. Like when Avengers broke its record, they fucking put Avatar back in theaters again so that it could break Avengers from breaking their record. Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, I believe that's why so. they re-released it. Yeah, I think Avatar is back at number one again because they re-released it after Avengers broke its record, which is horseshit because Avatar is such a dog shit movie. It was so bad. When I <laughs> well, first I was gonna that, say, has anybody tapped Mr. Cameron on the shoulder and said, like, uh, you realize the 3D fat sort of ended? They don't make everything in 3D anymore. <laughs> sort of the great Gatsby sort of like was the uh I'm sorry, you did what in 3D? Great Gatsby? Uh, okay. Doesn't matter to him. He caught the wave. He he pioneered it, and everybody was like, ooh, 3D all over again? Let's he pioneered see. it, but what he, what is he going to do with Avatar 2, 3, 4, and 5? Well, that's probably I why mean, he's, he, he's got all four of those in uh, production, right? Yeah. That's probably why he's taking 10 years to get it out, because he needs <laughs> Nobody cares new. anymore. Exactly. Nobody later. cares. Shit. Apparently, there's the big Avatar ride of uh, Pandora at, uh, whatchamacallit, at Disney World. That's apparently a super cool ride, and that's the only reason anybody would give a shit about it. But man, I hated that movie. I heard I heard bad things about it, and then like when I watched it, I watched it not in 3D, so I actually got to see it for what it was in the story, and it was just most unoriginal crap I'd ever seen. But it's like, hey, who cares? Because did you remember our uh, mutual friend that we had back at our former job, who was a boss, who said, hmm, you know, I thought it was a little too early to have a remake of uh, Fernbilly. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember who said that, but I'd heard that too. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, it, it, it's a tale of old time. One of the funniest things I'd ever heard. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're right. The, the script is exact. Yeah, the same, same exact shit. Ugh, and then the 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 words and unobtainium was the now <laughs> they were trying to get. Ah, oh, God, it was crap. <laughs> so uh so unoriginal. Definitely does not deserve to be the most the highest grossing film of all time. But you know what? It appeals to the lowest common denominator of people, and we learn. Yeah, uh, you're doing it years. a disservice. Not the lowest common denominator. It's mm -hmm. it's slightly above that. I mean, um, well, well, you know what it does, and we, we kind of learned over the past few years. Let's say the past past five years that the simple mind, like not simple minded, is putting it very bluntly. But I would say, folks who don't want to or need to be challenged and think very hard. Folks who just like stuff thrown in their face, like here it is, and you don't have to think about it too hard. There's a lot more folks out there than you know you wish there was, and that's the kind of people that like that really love Avatar. They don't want to. They they just look uh, at it, ooh pretty lights and you know 3D and and a story. Doesn't matter if it's a good story or an original story. It's all it's pretty lights and a story. I love it. That's well. I will say that um, basing a movie on technology is um a waste of a movie o yeah. or let, let's change it up a little bit have you ever seen um a 3d movie in 2d oh yeah i just that's why you said avatar so um well i meant have you seen it in 2d i saw it in 3d in the theater I uh, it looked 3d it looked like a very well done 3d i saw somebody get out of their seat and go down 
past the front row while they were going out for popcorn. He looked like he was walking through the forest you know, <laughs> to go get popcorn because that's what you do in the forest. But uh, yeah. uh, I thought, oh, okay, that's kind of neat. But the, the story uh, sort of left me a little like, uh, but yeah. um, it looked cool. Uh, yeah. I'll give it that, but uh, of course. Um, I'm I'm talking like um, was it a Christmas Carol in 3D with Jim Carrey? Heard about it, never didn't see it. Well, I didn't see it in 3D, didn't see it in the theater. But as you know, or may not know, but um, I watch every version of a Christmas Carol I can get my hands on. It's my all-time favorite Christmas thing to do is watch mm -hmm. all of them uh, or track down ones I've never seen before. Okay, and I watch that, and I'm like, all right, well, the last 20 minutes wouldn't exist. Um, if this hadn't been shot in 3D and yeah. watching it in 2D on a, a TV screen, I mean, you can tell when it starts to get blurry. I'm like, oh, this is where the 3D effects come in, right? Yeah. And the answer is, yeah, actually it is. Yep. Same with Shrek 3D. You know, there's a whole scene where like, okay, I guess that looked pretty good in 3D. and uh, 2D, we're just sort of like waiting for the next scene. Yeah, exactly. And that's what so they- You're sacrificing the movie the reason for they technology. Yeah, and it sucks. But again, Avatar, highest grossing movie in the world of all time. So I guess we're the assholes. That is so wrong. It is. Well, do you think it should be a Marvel movie instead? Oh, hell yeah. Really? I mean, not just because I'm a huge comic book fan, but the time. You're spending and effort... a lot of money on a movie. And if the movie's well enough told, and um, I, I'm, I'm not debating that, actually. I'm saying I. I could see that you're getting good return for your special effects dollars, mm -hmm. as well as you're, you're watching actors who look like they're at least they're enjoying what they're doing. You know, it's written by people who are big fans of it, and it's being watched by people who are big fans of uh, the franchise. And um, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. Mm -hmm. um, although um, I, I do wish uh, there were more different variety of movies. It got to the part before the pandemic where the only movies that were in the box office were the big budget ones and yeah. the little indie films got left under the rug because or that's they the weren't thing. even reviewed at the same time. That's how it has to be. They, those, there's no room for those kind of films. Nobody's going to spend $25. There used on, to be. Oh, well, of course. But like I said, now nobody's going to spend $25 on a movie ticket to go see some little indie flick. The, the theater. Well, let's say it's not an indie way. flick. Did you see the um, Scorsese movie that um, just came out only on Netflix? The Irishman. The Irishman, which yes. they did release in a few theaters. Yes. And that was out. Um, that was before the pandemic. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe just. I thought it was. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. Before the pandemic. And so uh, that was I, I watched it on Netflix mm -hmm. and I've had several friends who went to go see it in the theater, even though it only had a very limited release. OK. Um, Everyone that I know who saw it in the theater loved it. Everyone I know that watched it on television didn't like it or didn't yeah. think it was worthy of it. See, that's interesting. And Scorsese probably did it that way to, to design it to enjoy at the cinema, you know. And but it, I read an excellent review of it. I can't remember where the review was. It was something I read online, but it was from a source of, yeah. um, you know, Variety or washington post or the new york times in other words a, a reliable source not just somebody's blog somewhere but it was a good take no matter where it came from or who it came from which was that um some movies are meant to be seen without a break mm -hmm. and if you have the option to pause it turn it off watch it over a few nights 
you're ruining the continuity of the movie. You're taking yourself out of it instead yeah. of letting it have a chance. I agree with that. You know, earlier today, somebody had told me like, you know, if um, if you want to get into a really good book, um, a thick book, and I'm trying to remember what his example was, I basically said like, promise yourself you won't bail on the book until you've read at least 80 pages of it. It mm. was a long novel. And he said, yeah. absolutely, it was worth every bit of it because um, it was something he almost put aside for that first 80 pages, trying to figure out, okay, it's a whole different world here. What's going on? I'm not really interested in it. But little by little, once you accumulate the knowledge and things are set up in your mind, you get into it a bit more. And then you're all in. Yeah, which you're I agree. You're all in or you're all out. And so I think The Irishman was something that I could see being a much better movie if you watch it in one sitting. Yeah, I, and like, I think I watched it in one sitting. I, I, I've been getting in the habit of doing that. I don't ever see a movie now in like one night. I, I see them all in two nights. Yeah. I, I, you know, I pause it after an hour and then I switch to something else. But I feel like uh, now maybe I just have. Yes. <laughs> well, I would say now, like, cause, because you go into the movies, you can't just go to the movies all the time because it's too damn expensive. You know, like folks used to be able to just go and, oh, what's let me let's what's let's see a movie and then just go see something. But now people need to go to the movies to have a good time. Plus, everybody's attention span is super short, too. So when you when you have that special attraction of going to the movies, it's got to be something that's worth it. And that's why these big blockbusters are the ones that make the millions of dollars, because that's why people go to the movies. You know, like like Avengers Endgame. Sure, it, it should have. I think it should have been the highest grossing movie in the world. It was the best time I ever had at the movies. It was so much which, fun. Which was, movie? Oh, uh, the Avengers Endgame. Endgame, which I haven't seen yet. Oh, my God. Are you kidding I me? Know, I know. I know. I'm all caught up, and that's the last one to watch. Oh, my you, son has made sure. Uh, my older son, who's he's not as old as you. Um, no, I don't think so. <laughs> he's uh, <laughs> you're, not, you're not that old. He's um, no, I'm not actually. Um, we we were still uh, we were married when we were in our twenties, and Richard, uh, uh, my son, was uh, born when I was still in my twenties. Okay, yeah. Well, so, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, my dad, I think, was 25 when they had me. So nope. I'm 30. And I think I just my turned dad 37. Was 23. Okay, oh, well, different time. 37. Yeah, I'm 37 years. Well, I'm 39 now, so you know you're only about. Yeah, see, I know. Back, back in the old days. Back to Jack Benny. Okay. <laughs> and um, what was I saying? So, uh, the, uh, oh, the other thing I was going to say about that is that televisions have gotten so good at showing it back. I get into the theater to see something on the big screen and it's like, it looks pixelated. Yeah. It looks blurry on the big screen. And I'm like, why in the world am I going to the theater to see something that would look better on my television set? Yeah, that's where the that's where the finances are. But you're not getting every episode like that. The, Most, the last um, movie that I saw that wasn't digital, um, uh, one on just regular film, was especially grainy looking. I think it was one of uh, Craig's uh, or what's his name? Uh, who does James Bond? Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. I think it was one of his first Bond movies was still an analog print wasn't digital and it looked grainy 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 so i i think it's seen a royale that large that was the first one uh, it could be try to remember um but after that i'm like wow uh so the next film we saw wasn't digital and i'm like okay that's better but still not so sharp i mean when i saw westworld 
in uh is it uh, ultra hd 4k probably the, for the they, first time i, think I was that's just, what they're up to now I was I was amazed and appalled because uh, appalled because that meant I had to buy a new television and I had to do it that week. Yeah, I don't even have once you've seen it, you you can't uh, go back. I'll bet. You know. Yeah, it's another and, guy we used to work with all the time. You don't have one? A 4K TV? No. Do, do you know how cheap they're getting? Oh, I'm sure. My wife was trying to pitch me a TV the other day. I was like, I oh, know that's the same size one we have already. I was like, really? Because it's I think I have like a 65 and. 65 is like old news. Uh, well, it's larger than mine. No, okay. Oh, well, I remember. And I have a, uh, well, actually, do I have a 4K? I don't know. I think so, but I'm not sure. So, but anyway, I... it just looked like the scene spilled out onto the floor on the, to the rug. I'm looking on the rug for where all the sand is for the trail that's at the end in Westworld. And I'm like, geez, okay, well, I, I, evidently I now need a new television. Thank you very much. And just going this week down to uh, Walmart, I'm like, they're under a hundred. They're under five hundred dollars for like the best one I've ever seen in my life. That's how it goes. I remember I had a thirty-six inch flat screen. It was still probably six inches fat. Now my sixty-five inch TV is paper thin. This is it was, it was yeah. still probably about six inches thick, and it was a thirty-six inch TV, and I'm pretty sure it cost twenty-five hundred dollars. But I was working, I was making, I was living at home, so I was making good money, and I, I had it. My dad helped me hang it on the wall. We ran the cords through the wall. It was super sexy looking. It was it was so sweet. But yep. But yeah, and I was like such a mind blower. Now I'm like, fuck, I, I don't know. I run the cords around. I just hang them down. Who's gonna run them through the wall anymore? But again, but now those TVs are they're super thin. This yeah. thing is heavy as shit. I finally got rid of it because I was like, I don't want to get rid of this TV I had forever. But I've bought so many TVs since that are cheaper and thinner and better quality. Why do I need to keep this thing anymore? Because it's just that dated technology. Yeah, and why, why, why do you need a TV that takes two people to carry it? Yeah, not anymore. Uh, these days, um, the only time, the only reason you need two people is that it's so big, it's unwieldy. Yeah. But it's light enough to carry with one person. Absolutely. You just wouldn't want. want to turn with it without taking Can't. out like half the room with you. Exactly. It's amazing. And yeah. when you watch Sopranos, these days, because I, I watched it just about a year ago. I, I binged watched a lot of things when I was recovering, and that was one of them. And I'm like, <laughs> half the episodes are like, oh, look at this giant television. They put this gigantic, heavy thing into a room, and they're like, oh. yeah, <laughs> you know, that would cost $4,000. I'm like, geez, really? I know, right? A lot of it doesn't hold up. Well, not that it doesn't <laughs> hold up, but it's funny. Like, it doesn't feel like it was that it's just long the ago. technology changed so quickly. Yeah, and it wasn't like that this, long ago. the type of cell phones they have and stuff like that. Like, when the show started, yeah. they have cell phones, and as it goes on, they have regular phones, and they eventually have flip phones in like the later seasons, and it's wild. Yep. They eventually and it ended with the flip phones. Yeah, exactly. And uh, as as do so many things. Yeah, <laughs> but that's again, that's that's just another testament to it: is bigger TVs and better television. Also, you can stay home and not have to go to the movies anymore. So the movies has to do something special to to keep up, and especially now after the pandemic, they got to really pull you back in. A lot of things are just trying to, you know, only in theaters is where you can see this. And, you know, it, it works. And they keep... I don't mind the experience of going to the theater. I like it. It's a good reason to go out. I miss it. Absolutely. It, yeah. it ne yes, I do, too. Um, it needs to be um, safe as far as this pandemic winding down. Yeah. Uh, and now that I'm uh, immunocompromised, uh, I have to be even more careful. Yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, My wife is in the same boat where. Gotta be super careful. When, when we had the trip to Phoenix, um, it was a requirement of uh, 
the group in the Airbnb, like you had to have a vaccination. Okay. If you wanted to be in the house, otherwise, yeah. no. That's a good none, thing. None of this test um, stuff. Yeah. Exactly. And um, so, I, and I felt a bit safer because of that. Yeah. Well, I chose otherwise, not to go to Comic Con been... this year. A lot of people didn't, although I'm sure a lot of people didn't. I'm sure it was still just as crowded as it always looks. <laughs> yeah, I actually, from what I saw and what people said is it wasn't. It was actually nice that it wasn't ridiculously crowded. There was still a shitload of people. I think 150,000, they said. Um, Holy cow. Yeah. Which although New York's sure. the best uh, city to have them in, of course. Yeah. I, well, I think it, it a couple of years ago, it surpassed San Diego. And I think it was upwards of over 275,000 people. It surpassed San quarter. Diego? Yeah. Really? Yep. Holy mackerel. As far as size and people. Yeah. Not as far as scale because San Diego's out, you know, in California. So all the celebrities go to that one. And only half of those celebrities will travel to New York. So, you know, but it's, uh, yeah, but I missed out and it was a bummer because I love New York Comic Con, but chose to, to not go just to be safe. A lot of the people who were supposed to go didn't go too, as far as yeah. the guests I heard. Some people canceled that. Midtown Comics whose store is right in New York City, who always has a huge booth right in the middle of the floor, chose not to go. Wild. But the cosplay, because you can tell everybody was putting in the work during their uh, quarantine time, the cosplay, some of the costumes I saw were friggin' phenomenal. Like some of the best the I ever Costumes saw, always seen. continue to get better and better. Yeah, it was super cool, all that stuff. I saw just through pictures. So, yeah, it was a bummer. I, I missed out on a lot of that. But, yeah, a lot of people uh, made, made productive use of their time during the pandemic which was good yeah yeah know, that's right. kind of neat yeah and that's how no, i still it. haven't been to a comic con oh you got it i know i know i know bert used to say because bert's gone to new york a bunch of times and he prefers to go to baltimore or philadelphia because they're smaller and you can actually walk through the aisles i actually yes. like i actually like the chaos of new york i like well, it depends it. why you're going if you're going to shop then the best way to do that yeah but if you're just going to see panel discussions and auditoriums then absolutely i would do that yeah you know the, the only thing that i've gone to at all in the past was uh you know uh, the fest for beetle fans in secaucus yeah which hasn't been in secaucus um for years um and they had it in um what was it um staten island and having okay. it in um excuse me uh this coming year in jersey city oh really they okay. uh, cancel it so still in the uh, area like they did this past year uh it's just that um with the at least for Beetlefest, you know most of the guests are basically you know dying <laughs> it's been yeah. a long time now and uh so it's it gets a little more uh it's it's hard to find fresh faces to put out yeah there are people who like to come back it. as guests and there are certainly uh, guests who keep returning that I like to see. There's a, um, a Beatles author named Bruce Spitzer. Um, and I'll always go and see him because he always has a book out. He's very inf well-informed. Uh, and he always has information that he's spent a lot of time researching. Yeah. Huh. So his, um, his presentations almost make it worth it for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, who else are they going to and, and they have tons of live music. You know, oh, that's uh, good. And I mean, I would, it's, it's one of the only places you can see live music. I got to see the Smithereens in concert. At live at Beetlefest. I feel like I've heard of the Smithereens. Well, they're one of the best rock bands to come out of New Jersey. Really? Yeah. Although uh, Dale uh, Nuncio, um, I think, uh, died last year or the year before. I don't 
he's the lead singer so that um, oh, that would hurt him a little bit that, that would hurt them a little bit are you familiar I with to, i got to hear donovan live oh yeah um, yep. everybody thinks of when they think of my kid the name you might be familiar with yeah yeah exactly um have you uh have you ever heard of t roth and another pretty face i have not they're a jersey band that were very big into like the dude he used to wear he, the lead singer's gay and he used to wear makeup and all that kind of stuff like before bands were doing that like i think before twisted sister and all that other stuff his big look like local band that my parents got into he had two concerts like kiss <laughs> yeah but but makeup not not like kiss makeup like female kiss, makeup. they wore full makeup okay but not like not like painted face makeup like twisted sister makeup like rosy cheeks and lipstick and that you know, oh okay that, oh okay that. yeah <laughs> feminine feminine makeup um like but, um yeah no. my parents well, turned yeah. me on to their music because they were a local in jersey that my parents had seen and uh they were they were they were awesome well, I, I can give you an example. Uh, speaking of New Jersey, I, I'd mentioned um, you know, somebody had brought up in the voiceover group. They mentioned Fountains of Wayne. Okay. And I said, oh, that's a New Jersey band. Did, did you know that they're, they're named after an actual place called the Fountains of Wayne, which is um, on an interstate? It's not there anymore, but they used to have this gigantic collection outdoors uh, yeah. right in front of it of fountains and this huge Santa Claus and everything. And all the all I heard back from one of the leaders was like, "Oh, you're trying to be relatable." <laughs> be funny. And I was like, uh, "Yeah, I was." It was a store, right? right? Yes, it was. It's actually. It was actually called the Fountains of Wayne. It's actually in the Sopranos. Yes, it is. That's right. That's right. They 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 stopped over and shot a scene there. Yeah. And Actually, it's just a pity that they went out of business because it was there through, I don't know how many decades. I guess so, yeah. There's actually a scene in The Sopranos, too, that they shot in my old town in Greenwood Lake, New York, where um, in the later oh. episodes when uh, they are at Bobby's Lake House. I think that lake, somebody said, is Greenwood Lake, but I don't think so. But there's a scene where they're driving up to Canada and they're driving around a lake and there's a woman who's uh, jet skiing and she's waving or, uh, or she's uh, like water skiing and she's waving to them as they're driving and that scene is actually on greenwood lake and they're driving around jersey ave and that's actually the road i used to take to get to work every day well we saw route 10 uh in the sopranos they had a, oh, a few scenes whole, shot of route 10 yeah the, the whole, whole area bunch. jersey is yeah the and, yeah and of course we we drive that every day when we had to work at the one of the locations our old company was at yeah at least i had to yeah, I'm, yeah, I you tried did too, didn't you? Probably. When you work at a place for fucking twelve years, you find every different route way to get there to get around, especially in Jersey, to get around <laughs> the traffic to to beat this way to go that way. Yeah, you, oh, you try. Oh, remember, I wrote that rant about it. It was like uh, we used to work in this nice place. It was right off of Route 80. It only took me twenty minutes to get there. Yep. And then same number of miles, but now forty minutes to drive yeah. one way to get there the fastest i ever got there was 30 minutes oh, how did i get there so fast oh easy it was the day after the hurricane hurricane sandy uh, yeah. the only reason i got there faster was because the hurricane had shut down all the side roads because all the lights were out and all the all the parking lights were out so all the police had to just stand there like you could only go straight and i'm like i'm only going straight yeah. so it just shot there in a half an hour 
you know, passing all like, geez, every single sign is broken. All these trees are down. Yeah. And I'm scared to death I'm going to run into a tree on one a of wasteland. these wastelands. A wasteland. Yeah. And, you know, I, so I get to the nice building there where, um, you know, it's, it's on generator power. Yeah. But at least it had power. Our house, we lost power for two weeks during Sandy. I was very and, uh, I I was lucky to uh, work in a place that had a generator with heat. Yeah. And, um, you know, every day I would take in this large battery my wife had had uh, and I would charge it there so I could bring it home at night so they could plug in all of the electronics, my wife and kids. Yeah. <laughs> all their phones would charge yeah. during the day. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and most of the lights were out. Do you remember? Most oh, of the yeah. lights were out. So there was just the little desk lights. And it was yeah, like had, you were working in a, in, a, in, a, in a lowly lit bistro restaurant. Yeah. They had floodlights on the corners of like the department <laughs> right. lights in the area. Yeah. So I think I came in just to, just to come in. I was sick of being home. I just wanted to go in. Yeah. But yeah, I, I when I because I lived in New York and I used to travel, you know, it was an hour to get to work. So then I moved to Jersey and it was like 45 minutes with traffic. I was I was <laughs> loving it. And then probably about a couple months later, we changed buildings and I was back to being an hour and hour for work every day worst yep. and that was the reason you know the, one of the reasons i didn't leave earlier is because i didn't want my commute to be crazier and then finally it got so bad i had to and then i went to about an hour and 15 for a commute and now i mean i've been working from home though for so long i don't even think about it. it's so hard to even think about going back why would i want to what's all the well, stuff remember, going on? I, i'm a bit older than you so one of my past jobs before the last one uh, uh remember I, I used to work at a bookstore i was yes. the manager of a bookstore and uh that was also off of Route 10. And I thought I'd never have that commute again in my life. I didn't yeah. want to have it again because um, there was always a chance of traffic backing up off Route 10 or 287 or all of the other wonderful New Jersey uh, name dropping we're doing with um, road <laughs> names, which I'm sure yeah. everybody's thrilled with. But, oh, my gosh, you, traffic at the blink of an eye. Just you, you remember once? uh just different things about the traffic there was always like uh, oh no wonder it's backed up there's a house stuck under the bridge uh you know that 287 is on top of yeah somebody's actually driving a house on a trailer and it got stuck under the overpass yeah you see this some is the kind of thing that happens on route 10 oh yeah yeah uh, again lights every 30 oh. minutes and then um it's like oh and every construction vehicle in new jersey evidently all report to the same construction site off of route 10 for no reason whatsoever it's like they're building the pyramids of egypt somewhere near maplewood or livingston or something <laughs> and then you find out um <laughs> well one of the best parts about jersey is that one road you can get to you can get to everywhere from one road and it's an interstate. Route 10 is an interstate. Yeah. But people live on an interstate, which means they breed, which means they have kids that the school bus has to stop for. In New Jersey, you've got a four-lane highway stopped all the way across so that the school bus can pick up Johnny and Susie on Route 10. It just boggles the mind. It just doesn't yeah. exist anywhere else, only in New Jersey. And of course, nightmare. Uh, I'm sorry. And everybody from Voice, you're from New Jersey. Oh, you know what exit? <laughs> and, and actually, that's a joke they don't even know because now they're too young to even know the New Jersey yeah. what exit ha 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 is from. And I all they know about is uh, you know Jersey Shore, which of course is a kid's what from Long Island, right? 
Uh, yeah, I don't think any of them are from Jersey. Yeah, they they weren't even from New Jersey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or and, the Sopranos. Uh, That's the, the other thing everybody compares New Jersey to. I spoke with a guy in Scotland when I was promoting my comedy. <laughs> um, and as soon as he oh, that's heard, right, I remember. Yeah, as soon as he heard me talk, he knew. He made a comment about me being from Jersey, and he said he was a huge Sopranos fan. I was like, I mean, I guess I don't have some kind of an accent. Everybody always thinks I'm Italian because of the, I guess the way I talk, but I'm not. I'm everything but Italian, is what I was always told. But yeah, that's yeah. But then what? What going back to what I was saying about the good thing is about you can get from anywhere in Jersey with one because every every road is connected to every road. But then what happens is, God forbid, there's a car accident, the whole fucking state shuts down. Because that one road is blocked, and everyone is screwed from getting where they need to go. Sure. So, sure as shit, not missing that morning commute. Well, uh, I'd gotten used to it, even though I was sick, um, uh, and there was a lot of anxiety. Probably didn't help my health very much, but um, that's when I started listening to podcasts Uh like this one. And uh, so I, I could make the morning much more manageable by choosing what to listen to on my way to work. Mm-hmm. And here's true. another tip. Here's another tip for our listeners. You know what not to listen to on the way to work? An audio book that you haven't heard before from a book you haven't read before. Because it's a toss-up. Do I want to pay attention and be in an accident? Or do I want to have to replay it every three minutes of like, what did I just miss? What did I just miss? Uh, I tried to listen to Game of Thrones, the first book, Song of huh. whatever it is, Ice and Fire and uh, a Tar or something. Yeah. And um, I, uh, you know, and I was literally from light to light. I'm like, what did he just say? Who are these people? There's like eight people in the first three paragraphs. Like, who are they? I'm trying to picture who they are. And me, you know, it's, uh, I so guess you have to be careful. Yeah, I, so I, 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 I listened to yourself. Hobbit instead. And I just yeah. reread The Hobbit a few years before still fairly much in my mind great reader he sounds like gondolf on a good day and um uh, there you go i enjoyed that tremendously <laughs> okay i mean i i, I kind of disagree i i listen to audiobooks because i don't really get i don't really read books much but i listen to audiobooks that i hadn't read before and i kind of because you lose yourself you do your morning commute so much you just you do it you know it's muscle you can do it in your sleep so Listening to an audiobook ain't so bad. I never had issues with it. Well, I, I just listened to um, My Life in Parts by Brian Cranston. Okay. Which was a very interesting book. He he um, had written it as his memoirs, I guess, uh, sort of, um, about two or three years after Breaking Bad wrapped. And he talks about um, the, the whole premise of the series and being in it, all sorts of odds and ends, mm-hmm. and the rest of his career. Lots of good tips for acting and good tips for me for um, even voice acting. Plus, um, with the uh, audiobooks in mind, I'm listening to all the nuances of like, okay, so in this one, you don't even hear him breathe at all. And so in some recordings, they allow a little bit of sound of breath so that you don't sound like the guy's talking in a vacuum chamber. Mm-hmm. You know, if you just hear the voice and dead silence, sometimes can take you out of it a little bit. Yeah. So in this case, they they just kept the room tone of wherever they were recording, which is probably a studio booth, and his voice, and he was he was fine, you know, um, just um, a little monotone, I thought, and a little control, but that might be him more than the style of what he was writing. Okay. Is that he is a controlling kind of person, not in a bad way, but in a uh, I could see him playing Walter White kind of way. Yeah. Just uh, aware of what's going on around him. 
and not overacting. Yeah. All right. Some good stuff in there. So I listened to that. Oh, is it getting? Oh, it's That's actually, interesting. Yes. It's yes. Getting later. A bummer about Zoom is that it doesn't tell me how long we've been talking for. However, uh, we've been talking for an hour and four minutes, according to Zoom. Okay. How can you see? Where do you see the it? Top right of your screen. Uh, I don't see Next that. to where it has a view button. Uh-huh. Oh, it like depends that. on what screen you're looking at. If you're on a computer version of Zoom, um, you'll get a slightly different interface. Yeah, I don't have uh, with it all the bells and whistles. If you're on um, a, a tablet or a, a, you know another mobile device, you'll only see part of the uh, helpful little tools at a glance without having to click all over the place. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ask me. Yeah, I don't have any of that. So I was just going by the the time frame because yeah, because it's late for me. Time to get to bed and. And I've I've tied up your time long enough. I'm sure. No, I was I was excited. But I appreciate it very much. I was excited time. to have the free time because again I could reach out to hey we were just talking about it and hey look got a few minutes let's do this. I want to do this. I got this happening podcast equipment. I really want to put to use. And I know you've you know we've been looking at chat for a long time too, and you've got all yeah. your happening stuff. So we want to want to get back on the wagon. So sounds good. We try to keep it a regular thing. I don't know if it'll be consistent time frame but we'll we'll be in touch to do that but yeah another brand new fresh episode of cube nerds in the book that sounds great yep so uh, like a special reunion of sorts after two or three years and uh yeah absolutely and a half years and uh, uh thanks mike i appreciate it no problem thanks for thanks for for sticking around and uh you know and doing it uh maybe so we, we can uh tape uh, Bert and then just uh, feed a couple of his lines randomly yeah. to the podcast. We'll do a third video chat of just a picture of him just sitting there. Mm -hmm. Just just give him a tape recorder. Just Well, they don't make tape recorders anymore, I'm guessing, but I just know. have him just say, uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. At, uh, uh -huh. Just so he can sound like he's he's here as part of the, the room tone. <laughs> yeah. All right, so go ahead and uh, promote that audio book that you did the recording for. Well, it's a, a true crime novel, so it's a basically fiction based on a true crime. It's called um, uh, Crime Components. The author's name is Renee Winters, and Renee is spelled R-E-N-A. So it's it looks like Rena, but it's with a long A. Renee Winters, and it's Arizona uh, Homicide Tales, uh, book one. Awesome. And uh, right now I'm working on the sequel called Deadly Deed, Very um, cool. which is out in uh, book form now on um, Amazon.com or wherever fine ebooks are sold. Yeah. Audible is uh, where I checked it out. Yep. yep. As well as iTunes. Yeah. So uh, for the pod, or I'm sorry, not the podcast. Uh, I was going to say for the audiobook itself, you, you can get that on iTunes and uh, in Amazon, uh, you can get either the iTunes, the, I'm sorry, the, the audible. Yes, the yeah, Audible Amazon, book or the Kindle version. That's yeah, Amazon right. owns Audible. Yes, Amazon, Amazon owns everything because you can find my comic, Championship Wrestling League, uh, issue number one is available on Amazon and Kindle right now. Um, complete with the guided view that I had to do myself so you can go and it goes like panel to panel instead of just reading you know, full pages. Um, we should talk about that sometime, um, just about um, uh, marketing uh things like that whatever you'd like to topic yeah. we should probably change the topic slightly since we're not in cubes any longer mm -hmm. and maybe think of a nice uh touch to put on that or a spin yeah well i think yeah i know the cube yeah cube nerds is kind of a brand um i like you know we did kind of circle back oh, yeah, to talk about work here and there so it was it all kind of came together pretty pretty nicely but yeah i think definitely like side hustles and shit like that it's a whole episode you can pack it there you go 
with all the crazy stuff I have going on. I have so much going on. You can go to Etsy and search Pop Quiz Apparel, and uh, that's there's plenty of pins available there that are that are awesome pins that we all had a hand in making and, and putting together. Um, that's right. Yep, you can follow us on Instagram at Cube Nerds and on Twitter at Cube underscore Nerds. I don't think CubeNerds.com is up anymore because nobody was going there, so I saved myself some money and didn't renew. Uh, the I guess that makes sense. But yeah. our Instagram appearance is still there. Yeah. And I'm trying to tie in my own Instagram posts with there. So if it's anything relevant to what our uh, listeners or uh, readers might like to see, I'll uh, yeah. certainly be able to share those photographs. Absolutely. And we, uh, we still have a Facebook page as well. We have a Facebook page and we have a Facebook group called Cube Nerds Unite that I never put in a ton of work on. But there is the Cube Nerds Facebook page uh, that's out there too. So if you guys want get to back, get back into it, you can catch up on all our old content and everything like that. And uh, anything yeah. else you want to remote uh, promote, uh, Mike? Before we we leave off, I don't think so. I've got my. Or any other people you're following that you want to? Um... No, you can check out my okay. other podcast, the Mind Your F and Business podcast. Oh, that's right. We yeah. forgot to talk about that, <laughs> and yeah. we should. Which is um, you're you're branching out to uh, more than one interest group. Yes, yeah. That I talk with my friend of mine who's a former United States Marine and a current state trooper. And pretty much he's the exact opposite of me in every way, but we've been best friends since like fifth grade. So it's a very interesting dynamic. Listen to us talk about all the different topics and interests that we have. Yes. Yeah. So, I've enjoyed it myself, by oh, the way. Listeners. Thank you for listening. <laughs> so yeah, you can follow that. Mind your F and business on Instagram. Uh, mind you are F and business on Instagram and mind your F and business on Twitter. Mind you are in business with a z because trying to get all these same conformative names and one's too long one's in use da, 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 pain in the ass but yeah it's out there if you can find it it's available on spotify and apple Podcasts, stitcher and google play and i'm pretty sure this is available in a lot of places already spotify apple Podcasts, and all that other stuff because we've had it going for a long time awesome so, listening to it on spotify it just was amazing to hear my own voice come back from a very cool right makes it seem professional <laughs> That's the, that's that's what with great love to the Anchor podcast or the Anchor app, who makes it so easy to yes. podcast and distribute it anyway. And so, yep, yeah, which I'll probably throw in. I think there's an app, there's an Anchor commercial that I can throw in on the end here or in the beginning. Well, and uh, I'm still growing it, but uh, if anyone cares to visit me at McKinleyCo.com, the website is open. Yes, excellent. And Perfect. ready for offers to uh, engage me in this or that or just. Yeah. Uh, contact me for for booking information go to mckinley booking information mckinleyco.com or just to hear some of the samples that i've recorded that's true too to which i should be adding new ones um as soon as i can awesome all righty sir well yeah i think that'll do it that's another one in the books we will uh try to chat again soon thank you kindly mike all right thank you have a good night sir you're welcome thank you be seeing all right